Good morning, and welcome to Simply Economics. It's Friday, February 2nd. On today's show, an improved macroeconomic backdrop compels us to raise our 2024 issuance forecast to $420 billion, and we'll discuss the impact of central banks and macroeconomics on the Hang Seng Index, ASX 200, and Nikkei 225. Plus, we'll explore how digitalization is key to navigating persisting macroeconomic challenges. This coverage and more, up next. I'm David, and you're listening to Simply Economics. We start off with an update on the 2024 municipal bond issuance forecast, which has been raised to $420 billion, up from the initial forecast of $330 billion made in November 2023. This revision is primarily due to improved macroeconomic expectations, which are expected to result in an increase in new money. To discuss this in more detail, we have Abby, a correspondent for Simply Economics. Abby, can you explain the significance of this revision? Certainly, David. This revision indicates a positive outlook for the economy. The increase in the forecast suggests that there will be more new money in the market, which is a good sign for economic growth. On a monthly basis, this revised forecast averages out to about $35 billion a month, compared to the $32 billion a month we saw in 2023. And how often are these forecasts revised? Since 2020, the forecast has been revised three times. These revisions are reviewed to help readers understand the accuracy of the forecasts and how they compare to the actual outcomes. So what does this mean for investors and the market? For investors, this could mean more opportunities to invest in municipal bonds. As for the market, an increase in bond issuance generally indicates that municipalities are confident in their ability to repay their debts, which can be a positive sign for the overall health of the economy. Thanks for your insights, Abby. Now, let's shift our focus to the financial world. On Wednesday, the Hang Seng Index led the Nikkei 225 and the ASX 200 into positive territory, fueled by U.S. inflation figures and central bank moves in China. However, modest overnight gains from the U.S. signal caution for Thursday, with economic indicators from Japan and Australia in focus. Here with more is Bella, a correspondent for Simply Economics. Can you tell us more about the factors that led to this rally? Certainly, David. The rally was primarily driven by softer-than-expected U.S. consumer price inflation figures, which raised bets on the Fed ending its rate hike cycle. This led to a rally in rate-sensitive tech stocks, with the Nasdaq Composite Index up by 2.37%. The Dow and S&P 500 also ended the day up, and 10-year U.S. Treasury yields slid by 4.11%. And how did the Asian economic indicators influence the markets? Economic indicators from Japan didn't spook investors, despite a more marked economic contraction than expected. This actually fueled bets on the Bank of Japan, keeping monetary policy ultra-loose. Meanwhile, better-than-expected retail sales and industrial production numbers from China suggested that Beijing's stimulus measures were taking effect, supporting the appetite for riskier assets. What about the U.S. retail sales? How did they impact the markets? U.S. retail sales fell less than expected, while producer prices signaled easing demand-driven inflationary pressures. This supports the idea of the Fed ending its rate hike cycle amid falling inflationary pressures, increasing the chance of a Fed rate cut 
in the first half of 2024. What can we expect from the Asian session today? The modest U.S. equity market gains may set a cautious tone for the Asian session. However, the Asian economic calendar warrants consideration. Machinery orders from Japan beat forecasts, suggesting a possibly improving demand environment. However, trade data sent mixed signals. For the ASX 200, Australian employment figures could influence sentiment toward RBA monetary policy. What are the futures markets signaling for Thursday? The futures market signaled a negative start to the Thursday session. The ASX 200 and the Nikkei were down 9 and 60 points, respectively. How did the ASX 200, Hang Seng Index, and the Nikkei 225 perform on Wednesday? The ASX 200 rose by 1.42% on Wednesday, with tech and mining stocks contributing to the gains. The Hang Seng Index rallied 3.92% with hopes of improved U.S.-China relations and central bank policy moves contributing to the session gains. The Nikkei 225 ended Wednesday up 2.52%. After hearing from our Simply Economics reporter Bella, let's shift our focus to Nigeria, where the governor of the central bank, Olayemi Cardoso, has acknowledged the challenges facing the Nigerian economy, but sees this as a passing phase. He made these remarks at the launch of the 2024 Macroeconomic Outlook, themed Economic Transformation Roadmap, Medium-Term Policy Priorities, organized by the Nigerian Economic Summit Group. Here to discuss this further is our correspondent Celeste. Can you tell us more about this event and the governor's remarks? Certainly, David. The event was a platform for discussing the economic transformation agenda of the Bola Tanubu administration, which is being designed to help Nigeria recover from its economic depression. Governor Cardoso emphasized the pivotal role of the Nigerian Economic Summit Group in facilitating the formulation and implementation of national growth and transformation strategies for sustainable development. What were some of the economic challenges and proposed solutions discussed at the event? The governor acknowledged various economic challenges, including the rigorous implementation of demonetization policies, widespread insecurity, and the impact of a general election. These issues, according to the chairman of the NESG, Mr. Ni Yusuf, aggravated pre-existing macro and structural issues, significantly impacting Nigeria's socioeconomic landscape and macroeconomic performance. However, he expressed optimism that with the dawn of a new government, the country is ready to address these challenges and achieve vital developmental objectives. What about the impact of global events on Nigeria's economy? Indeed, global events like the Russia-Ukraine crisis, global supply chain disruptions, and energy and food crises have heightened economic vulnerability. The global policy rate rise in 2023 affected Nigeria, worsening inflation rates and impeding economic growth. Mr. Yusuf also mentioned that stringent government reforms, including the removal of fuel subsidy and exchange rate alignment, further constrained the real sector, suppressing overall economic outcomes. What are the proposed solutions to these challenges? The NESG chairman outlined a roadmap for economic transformation, which includes policy sequencing focusing on monetary stability, effective fiscal management, local content improvement, domestic productivity enhancement, and incentives to motivate private sector investments. He emphasized the pivotal role of a robust policy environment in laying the foundation for sustainable macroeconomic stability and economic transformation. He also called for more efforts to reverse the country's weak and non-inclusive growth narrative. 
What is the role of the Nigerian Economic Summit Group in this transformation process? The NESG is committed to continuing its collaborative efforts with the federal and subnational governments to achieve these transformative goals. However, Mr. Youssef noted that a concerted and coordinated approach and effective policy implementation would be necessary to propel Nigeria toward a more resilient, inclusive, and prosperous future. Thanks for the insights, Celeste. Now, let's shift gears to the world of digital freight forwarding. Sender has released its second European Road Freight 2023 Year in Review, a market report focusing on the key industry trends of 2023. The report provides an analysis of the road freight industry landscape and an outlook on the trends that will impact the industry in 2024. Here to discuss this further is Michael, a correspondent for Simply Economics. Can you tell us more about the key findings of this report? Certainly, David. The report highlights that 2023 was a challenging year for the road freight industry, with global macroeconomic conditions impacting both shippers and carriers. Road freight demand, often seen as a barometer of economic health, experienced a downturn after the record high freight rates of 2022. In response, carriers engaged in low price strategies, which led to a decline in freight rates by as much as 9% in Q1 2023. That's quite a significant drop. But the report also mentions that European carrier rates were up by the end of the year. What caused this turnaround? Yes, despite the initial decline, European carrier rates were up 1% above January 2023 levels by the end of the year. This was primarily due to peak season demand and the introduction of new German road tolls in December 2023. These tolls increased costs by up to 83% for carriers operating on German roads, which in turn drove up German freight rates by 6% by the end of 2023. So what does Sender predict for the road freight industry in 2024? Julius Kohler, co-founder and managing director at Sender, stated that the outlook for 2024 is clear. Digitalization is key to navigate lower shipper demand and persisting macroeconomic challenges. As the industry continues to grapple with market volatility and the urgency of climate action, shippers and carriers are expected to seize technological opportunities and adapt to new environmental and regulatory demands. That's certainly something to watch. Thanks for the update, Michael. And with that, we wrap up our stories for today. Thanks for listening to Simply Economics. We'll see you back here tomorrow.